0: Hey friends, it's Jessie. Before we get into today's show, I wanted to let you know that you can now get my free on-demand pelvic floor coaching workshop called Beyond the Kegel at the link in today's show notes. In Beyond the Kegel, you are going to learn why we really need to stop over-prescribing Kegels. And instead, take a much more modern approach to core and pelvic floor coaching for our perinatal and pelvic health clients. And specifically, I'm going to teach you three of my most favorite proven pelvic floor exercises that you can then go implement with your clients and patients as well for improved strength, performance, and reduce symptoms. At this point, we just know so much more about the efficacy of using pelvic floor muscle training like Kegels, when to use it, why to use it, and that we really must be going beyond the Kegel alone to get our clients and patients better, faster results. So you can register now for free for Beyond the Kegel, free class, 45 minutes, you're gonna get all the goods and you can take these really actionable tools into your very next client session. Hey, friends, it's Jesse. Welcome back to another episode of Two Birth and Beyond. I'm doing a solo episode today and I want to break it down super simply for those of you who are fellow fitness, exercise, and health professionals or practitioners. I want to teach you the top five things that you'll want to then teach your postnatal clients. So, this is applicable to you, again, if you're in any fitness. Or exercise coaching modality, personal training, group fitness instruction, et cetera. And also, if you are working in physiotherapy, chiropractic, massage, athletic therapy, all of these things will apply to your disciplines as well. So, top five things to teach your postnatal clients here we go. Number one, you are going to teach them what the core and pelvic floor. Are. We need to be sure that they have evidence based understandings, accurate anatomical understandings of what the core and pelvic floor are. We can't just assume that they will know what those things, what those body parts are for them. So, really clearly explain to them, you know, for example, the core as we teach it in our pregnancy and postpartum coaching certifications. The core is made up of your diaphragm on the top, the abdominal muscles on the sides and the front of the body, and then the back of the body with the spinal muscles. And also the pelvic floor is part of the core itself. So we teach the core canister as our analogy, Or are you know our just really simple way to teach clients what their actual core is and how that part of their body, their trunk, kind of all comes together to make up this core unit. Most importantly, that the core is not only the abdominal muscles and most certainly is not only the rectus abdominis or the six-pack muscles. For a lot of our folks coming in, that will likely what they are thinking the core is so we just need to be really clear with them that the core is made up of all these different parts diaphragm multiple layers of abdominal muscles and of course they don't need to know those names of the different layers of um, abdominal muscles unless you think that's important to them and then of course the spinal muscles and the pelvic floor at the bottom of the core canister. So I always kind of demo it with some sort of canister, pop can, any sort of item you have that would be that kind of canister sort of shape to show them top, bottom, front, sides, back, so they can really see what we're working with. And that makes it a lot simpler. We're gonna get into this in the second thing I want you to teach them. But when we're talking about how to use the breath, We're already showing them that this is a contained unit. This is a pressure system, which again, we're going to get into in just a second. So in step number one, teaching them the core and pelvic floor, also what can be really useful in this stage is to actually have a pelvis model, which shows the pelvic bones, And if you can show them where the pelvic floor muscles are, that can be really helpful for them to visually see that this is the part of the body that we are trying to help them connect with, trying to help them gain better function in explaining then that perhaps during pregnancy, if they experienced, you know, a full-term pregnancy, this load was really you know, quite intense on those pelvic floor muscles. If they had a vaginal birth, this is the area that went through such intense stretching. If they had a cesarean birth, the pelvic floor was impacted because the pelvic floor is part of that whole core canister. And of course, in a cesarean birth, that abdominal wall was cut through and moved through many layers of tissue. So the pelvic floor is impacted from that procedure itself. Okay, so core and pelvic floor, teach them what that is and what the roles of the core and pelvic floor actually are. Number two, you're gonna teach them how to connect to the core and pelvic floor, specifically using their breath, using their inhales and exhales. And we're going to make sure that they know how to do that effectively in their daily life activities, and in their workouts too. So of course, if you are an exercise practitioner, if you are coaching exercise in any capacity in your work, that's going to be integrated into your session. But again, if you are a massage therapist, for example, and you're not teaching exercise, this is still useful to you because they're going to go be active physically active in their daily life. And this is a skill we want them to use. So most importantly, teaching them on the inhale breath, we wanna send that breath wide into the ribs, all the way into the abdominal wall, down into the pelvic floor. And then on the exhale breath, we're gonna have this recoiling, this reflexive action as we breathe out, gentle lift of the pelvic floor, abdominal wall is going to engage slightly come in and the rib cage is going to come back down and we can then teach them how to apply breathing strategies to be supportive of the core and public floor in those daily life activities and in their workouts so some common Breathing strategies, again, that we teach in our pregnancy and postpartum coaching certifications, for example, would be to exhale on exertion. So if they are getting their kid out of the car seat, how are they going to be able to use the breath to feel supported in the abdominal wall? in the lower back, in the pelvic floor, when they do that type of activity. So we can teach them exhale on exertion. We can teach them to inhale on exertion if that works better for them, how to effectively hold their breath and feel supported in the core and pelvic floor, and just simply how to steadily breathe through if they're doing steadier state activities, for example, like carrying their toddler up the stairs and down the stairs in their home. So first up, we teach them how to connect to the core and pelvic floor, just basics with the breath. This can be lying down or in different positions. Inhale wide and down, exhale up and out. And then we can take it a step further layering on how do we actually use the breath in different ways where needed in your daily life and your exercises to feel strong, to feel powerful, to feel supported through the whole body. Okay, so number three, we are going to make sure that we are teaching them ribcage and pelvic mobility. So with the rib cage mobility, we want their ribcage to be moving well, moving in lots of different ways through the sagittal plane, frontal plane, and transverse plane so again if you're teaching exercise or movement in any capacity have your people moving through these types of ways in their training or exercise plans and you can also get people just be noticing this in their daily life we always look at alignment we always look at movement in the assessments that we do with clients And we're looking for tendencies. We're looking for information. So, are there certain ways that they are really comfortable, that they like to hold the body in, that they like to move the body in? And are there other ways that they're not so comfortable? And can we nudge them into those ways? So, we can be encouraging them to notice, for example, if something like a side bending with the rib cage is difficult or sticky for them how can we encourage them to put that movement in throughout their day, perhaps a bit more often. So rib cage mobility, we want to get the rib cage moving well through different planes with lots of variety, especially if we are prescribing exercise, pelvic mobility, same rules apply moving in lots of different ways with the pelvis for a long time. The perinatal and pelvic health fitness industry and I was absolutely guilty of this too just recommended getting people into stacked body positions for everything all the time so rib cage stacked over the pelvis and that can be super useful and also we want to get the rib cage and the pelvis moving in more ways than only being stacked so tucking and untucking the pelvis moving the pelvis into external rotation internal rotation and then asymmetrical or lateral movements through the pelvis as well too all going to be super important if those movements are accessible to our client or patient to encourage and to prescribe movements that can can get them moving in lots of lots of ways okay and then fourth up which i think is often forgotten because we are likely just so focused on the anatomy and the physical body that I think this is sometimes the missing link in postnatal training plans. And that is body confidence, trust in the body, and body neutrality. So, body things and these kind of all fit together for me. So, first up, I just think it is so damn important with postnatal clients to be reminding them that they are already strong, they don't need to be fixed. This is a period where we are perhaps ramping back up, building an even stronger foundation. We're getting back to more intense exercise over time, getting back to our heavier lifting, our impact, whatever it might be, but really being so clear with them, you're already strong. You already do have a good foundation. You're doing so much with your body already. This body is going to be able to do these things that you want to do. Our goals together is to get you back to the activities and exercises you love. Being so intentional with our language that we use about bodies. that we use about pelvic floor or core symptoms and I'm going to talk about that a bit in number five here in just a second but just being super intentional with our language they're not weak they're not broken there's not you know a list of 17 things that are wrong with their body they're doing great the training and treatment that we are prescribing to them is just some additional tlc it is to address certain things that they want to work on, but ultimately they're okay right now. They're okay right now. And we really want to reinforce that to them. And then body neutrality. We cannot talk about public health and public floor symptoms without also addressing or having conversations about how someone might feel in their body, how they feel about their body. So something that I always say is how a client feels about their body, their body shape, their body size, their body function will impact how they feel in their body. So it can impact pain, symptoms, discomfort, achiness, et cetera. So we need to figure out how does this person actually feel in this version of their body right now? Are they uncomfortable? Is this really weird for them? Are they wishing that their body shape and size was literally any other way than this way right now? What's coming up for them about their body? So we need to have culturally aware and sensitive conversations about bodies with them. And if you know anything about me, you know that I'm very much focus on non-diet discussions around body. And I would absolutely encourage you to do the same, especially when working with postnatal people. So help them to feel as comfortable and confident in this version of their body right now. And then number five, we're going to educate on pelvic health symptoms. And we're going to develop a flare-up plan with them for them to take forward into workouts, but into their daily life too. Big thing with the symptoms, education. It's information. You want them to feel comfortable telling you as much as they want to tell you about what's going on with their pelvic health. And we want to be super clear with them that you want to know. It's information. You're not going to take away their exercises. You're not going to take away their workouts. They don't have to be scared to tell you something because they're fearful that you're going to make them stop doing X, Y, Z. They don't need to be fearful to tell you things because it's TMI. TMI does not exist in our worlds. So Symptoms are education. It's not necessarily something bad. Again, not necessarily something wrong with them in any capacity. Symptoms can come up for so many different reasons and we'll work through them together. We'll figure out what's going on together, not only in their body, but in the rest of their life too, because symptoms are not brought on only from what's happening at the anatomy. It's not only coming up because of what might be happening at the pelvic floor muscle level. So then we need to work through developing a flare up plan with them. And a flare up plan, we talked about it on the podcast many times before. But when or if symptoms do arise, what are they going to do? What are the three things that we can decide together? Here's the things that you're going to do if you feel that. Urgency ramp up. If you notice your incontinence or your leaking has occurred during a set of deadlifts, if your prolapse is bugging you a bit more so, what are we going to do to help us feel better in our bodies, not spiral out about these symptoms? What's going to help bring those symptoms down? Super key. To talk through these things. So a we don't want our people to be so stressed about the symptoms itself. We want them to know that they'll likely come. And then here's the things that we can do to help them go as well. Okay, let's recap. So top five things to teach your post-nail clients. Number one, what the core and pelvic floor even are, where they are and what they do. Number two, how to connect to the core and pelvic floor using the breath, just our basic core plus floor connection breath, but then take that in and give them a few strategies, breathing strategies to use in daily life and their workouts. Number three, focus on that rib cage and pelvic mobility get the things moving in all the ways through all the planes. Number four, body confidence, body neutrality, body image, have conversations about bodies that are beyond telling them you're weak. Here's what's wrong with you. Um, you know, some things about postpartum bodies, like you look great. Nine months in nine months out, At this point, we need to be going beyond these types of things that we say to postpartum people about their bodies. And then number five, symptoms education and having a symptoms flare up plan. Get this on paper, get it written down for them. Make sure they know what to do if those symptoms arise and they're not with you. Okay, friends, take these five key tips into your training and treatment plans. I hope it is super helpful for you. Let me know if you listen to this episode. Let me know at Jesse Mundell on Instagram or at the podcast Instagram page at Two Birth and Beyond Podcast. If you found this helpful, I would love to know.